0: Good evening, it's Tuesday the 9th of October and this is the Tuesday cast for the previous week and because I've just moved house and everything's in a bit of disarray, I made some notes and this this, um, episode, hopefully I'll remember, is going to be called Remember Remember November is Coming. Uh, So what happened in this past week? Well, Brett Kavanaugh trumped his FBI investigation and became the fifth of nine conservative judges on the Supreme Court of the US, which gives them a majority and um, means they can pass some pretty important decisions um, relating to the lives of all Americans, especially women. Um, There's some uh, resurgence of support for Trump in the wake of um, Kavanaugh's successful nomination, which... Christine Blasey Ford and lots of other people did their their utmost to at least prevent. But um, it passed by not very many votes too. It was like, was it like 48 to 51 um, to to move forward with the nomination and um, yeah the fallout's interesting. And Trump actually called the accusers of his Supreme Court nomination evil. He's so plain to the lowest common denominator. Now the news, Banksy, who's one of our favourites of all time ever, um, he trolled the art world um, when on October the 5th, so just a couple of days ago, at a Sotheby's auction of fine art, uh, he tripped the activation of a built-in shredder in the frame of a print of his Girl with Balloon. Causing the print to visibly self-destruct just after it's sold So like just after the hammer falls and there's video of it in the Sotheby's auction room and it's so incredible to watch now I'm the the actual amount that the painting sold for has been reported differently in different places but um the the figure that I first saw was 1.4 million and in in tripping the the shredder you Know he's raised the bar for conceptual artworks, like it's a the lights go on and off, in it's a real moment. Um, and uh, by the Augustes, <coughs> oh, pardon me, but the distracted work, like the, the shredded work with its frame, may now be even more valuable. So, there you go. Um, this is a quote from the Vox article that I read it said. You might say that getting bankseed means to have the tools of power, situational manipulation and capitalist exploitation of wealth turned against the establishment and against the complicit public who prop up the establishment in ways that simultaneously draw attention to those tools and undermine their use. And the Vox article also referred to his amazing large-scale installation slash theme park Dismaland, which... I saw some f- photographs of that and it looked looked amazing. Um, uh, uh, Pine Gap, which is about the US's, the American's secret army base in Australia that frankly has worried me for decades. But that's now become the subject of a joint Netflix Australian Broadcasting Corporation and South Australian Film Corporation production, which is apparently the first of its kind. And so SA Film Corps leading the pack again, still forever. um luckily for those without netflix it will air on abc tv this month a few days after its premiere at the adelaide film festival um followed by streaming on netflix i imagine in australia um but yeah that looks really good it's got that lovely um chap who played i'm dale kerrigan and this is my story is that stephen curry is that that boy's name and it looks like it might have um jacqueline mckenzie in it as well but i'm not sure from the side profile um but that would be really i'd really like to see what they do with that and um be interesting um there was a a piece in the guardian which it turned out was actually written by the western australian labor party federal member for Fremantle, which is one of my favorite little towns um he wrote a piece which summarized the theory i've been considering for a while and he called it red tape protects us this dangerous love affair with deregulation must end and that caught my eye because i've been thinking such a similar turn of phrase about how you know what is red tape exactly well it's the same same exact regulations that that make our laws meaningful if they're not if they're not enforced and that's what regulation and red tape does, then the laws become self-policing and you know virtually meaningless. But uh, this is the quote that I I pulled from that, which is where there is power and self-interest, exploitation will follow. The only way to prevent exploitation is through strict laws that are properly enforced. You would be a fool to put much faith, put much faith in corporate morality. <laughs> was, I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, in corporate morality, especially in the era of large companies whose systems are designed to treat people as numbers. That's the end of the quote. And also that corporate morality line makes me think of the time that um, those researchers profiled companies' behaviour and applied um, psychological behaviour assessments to them and they worked out that most most companies behave like sociopaths or psychopaths? I can't remember, but it was something terrible ending with Path. Um, Doctor Who is now incarnated as a female, played by Jodie Whittaker, seen in amazing things like Broadchurch and Black Mirror. But I doubt I'll watch it because I've not watched Doctor Who since it was that fellow in the Cricket Whites, and even then it wasn't one of my favourite shows. But um I've been really um I've I've probably just been interested in it in that kind of um cultural significance way of having the first female doctor um i remember seeing the article in something about the outfit that she's wearing and thinking yeah they're good colors she looks good um but yeah i'm sort of waiting for my my facebook feed to fill up with commentary from my various doctor who loving friends on whether or not it's actually any good my my friend said it started strongly someone else said they weren't very impressed and someone else said it was good so we'll see how that goes. Taylor Swift, who has a bit of a role in my life with um being a bit of a favorite of me and my daughters, um, uh she tumbled a post supporting the Democrats in her home state of Tennessee. There's <laughs> a fabulous, um, there's a fabulous late line. Taylor Swift finally makes a, politi- <laughs> makes a political. Um, states a political position. I was thinking, has the world really been waiting with bated breath for Taylor Swift to state a political position? But I suppose as one of the most influential artists of young people with a huge following and a dedicated following at that, she probably does have that kind of power to influence getting people to vote. And they're saying that the American midterms in November, remember, remember, will come down to voter turnout. So it's um, time to rally the troops, and there's there's lots being done on social media, but also Trump's pretty busy whipping up his frenzy. Um, I hope that the good guys win, obviously, but um, I just, yeah. There was a fantastic little video of a girl who's, she's made this song about how um, it's, it's such a hard time to be a, a boy, Oh actually it's not because you know, boys have always had the upper hand. You always had a choice. It's like yeah, it's really good. It was I think it was posted by Now Politics, but that was really good. I like that. Um a forty five year old woman was bathing in the sacred river Ganges and she was dragged by the out of the river. This is in India, she was dragged out of the river and raped by two male assailants who basically took turns assaulting her and she she cried out to to respect the the spirituality of the river or something like that that the river is worshipped in india as a goddess and you know um I've, i follow i found that piece of news by following through a front page piece that was about this group of schoolgirls who were beaten for re- rejecting the sexual advances of a, a group of teenage boys. And you think, India, 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 my God. But, you know, it's a really, really interesting time to be a politically aware woman. And I'm really grateful to The Guardian for not putting up a paywall. Um, I found another news source, which I really, really like... Um the atlantic which i hadn't really spent much time on but it seems to be a free source of really good quality journalism um i had a haircut and moved house and almost lost my little cat in all of the chaos but she's fine she's she's safe doesn't like loud noises doesn't like change so moving houses disrupted her terribly i have a new journalism crush um mashables heather docray She's uh, wrote some great pieces, but she's also just, she's got a really cool look. So yeah, I might try and read some more of her pieces. Um, and I also read a review of a book that I really want, which is a apparently a massive, like a huge two-volume epic called Carbon Ideologies, and it's by William Volman. And this is a quote that I've pulled from it. From, I don't know if this is actually from the book, but this is from the, um, the article that I found. I think it was in The Atlantic. It might have been on Vox. But it said, nothing can be done to save the world as we know it. Therefore, nothing need be done. And on that optimistic yet stoic note, it's not really optimistic. I am going to sign off. Life goes on. So take care of yourself. And I will see you next Tuesday.